This is episode 148 of the Landscape Photography Show. And before we get into today's content, I just want to tell you, you have a really special opportunity to not only improve your photography, but just after 45 minutes, you can learn three quick tips that are going to take your photos to the next level and you can immediately apply these to your photography and see results. If you go to landscapephotographyuniversity.com stream, you can stream that free class. It's going to take you through those steps and improve your photography. Again, that's landscapephotographyuniversity.com stream and start improving your photos right now. Now, last week we listened to Corey Overton talk about some tips on how to road trip and, and do so ethically, save money, and, and he gave you some great hacks to do that. We're going to continue our conversation this week talking with Corey about more of what he does with his photography and how he does it. I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of not becoming too much of an expert. Like, I, I think what, what happens a lot of times is people who start, they understand like where a lot of the majority of people are in their journey in photography and then they elevate to like an expert level and all of a sudden they start thinking that everybody is at that level and they just begin to talk way over people's heads and people that way you're talking like tech talk to the extreme well you need to be talking like we're sitting down at a coffee shop talk we're not talking like how do you you know Sub uh, subtract luminosity masks one another like that that can be a, a niche market but for the most part a lot of people just want to know like how to use the right aperture you know why they shouldn't go too high with their iso you know very general questions like that for you what does it mean to you to be able to share content with the community and and give back in that way I love being able to inform people, even though I never think of myself as a teacher, um, but I, I love that I, I'm getting a chance to contribute something. And I don't know how many people really see it, but you know, I put it out there in the hopes that if somebody's looking for it, they can find it. Um, but it makes me feel really good to be able to contribute back to something, because if I was just taking from the community and, and not giving back, I, I would feel I would feel like there's a a, a disbalance in, in what's going on. And, you know, it makes me feel good that something that helped me so much, I can at least give that gift to somebody else. And, I, you know, I'm not perfect at it. Um, there's a lot of times whenever people have asked me to help them out with things, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just really not that great. I guess the, the imposter syndrome that you, you sort of get from not thinking that you're doing anything well, but really... Um, it's not a competition and we all can help each other win by giving back. And I think that's, that's part of what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do is help other people win and help other people find something that's going to help them and that will give them a, a high amount of enjoyment. Well, if somebody else wants to do that, what challenges have you seen come up for you in this journey and in this process of doing that? And how have you overcome this? So staying consistent, especially when it comes to uh, the like sharing video content and things of that nature can be something that's it's really hard to keep up with, um, especially with me. I, I work a full time job and then I work a bunch of other jobs. So, you know, trying to continually to put something out is difficult. And then also, I think the biggest part and something I still have issues with is just starting. Um, 
it can be very intimidating to do something that seems like, oh, there's all these other professional people that are doing it. Um, and especially when you're someone like me who, you know, has a little bit of that imposter syndrome in them, it, it gets very difficult to start with something instead of making a bunch of excuses on, you know, why you can't start yet. You know, whether it is, I don't have the right camera. I don't have a great microphone. I don't have this. I don't have that. You're always going to have a bunch of limitations on things that you can't do, but you need to use what you have and then go from there. And then you can kind of build up. And that's even the same uh, that even relates back to traveling, you know, there for the longest time, I found myself saying, oh, I can't go here because I don't have the proper accommodations or I can't go here because I don't have anybody else to go. It's always difficult to start and I'll, you'll always find yourself putting up barriers. But if you just go ahead and start and do it, then you find yourself in a, a situation where, you know, now you're doing it and eventually you'll you'll get to a better level than you are. You just have to keep on improving um, from where you started at. It's comforting to hear a lot of photographers talk about imposter syndrome. Sometimes you just have to press record and do it. Uh, yeah. And you have to know your first videos are going to be your worst videos, right? Like I remember my first videos and it's cringe. It's really, really bad. Um, but going through the process of doing that over and over and over, kind of rewiring my brain on, hey, you know, you may suck at this for a while uh, and talking about myself in the beginnings. I, I may suck at this for a while, but at least I'm providing some information to somebody who maybe it'll help them. Uh, maybe it can help them out and uh, introduce them to a new concept in photography. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm putting words in your mouth with this, Corey, but I think a lot of people should do more reels, uh, more short form content, more short form video content on social media, rather than try to jump to a platform that is photo only, uh, jump to a platform where it's only like a tight knit group of photographers in that platform. We have more reach and we have more ability to help and educate people within a larger platform playing by the rules that they're adjusting to and transitioning to. And, and we're, able to use those tools to, to help more people. Yeah, I, I agree. There's always ways within the, the confines and rules that people are changing that you can contribute back to the community and give something more. Um, like with Instagram, for instance, how it seems like they're switching more to reels and they're changing because they have a financial motive to do so. And unfortunately, as much as we may not like that, that that is the game that you have to play. And in playing that game, there's still ways that you can find to put out content that's going to be helpful. Like, sure, your pictures may not get as much uh, as much engagement as you like. And realistically, if you're not somebody that is, uh, you know, that doesn't get any financial gain from that or isn't using for marketing, I'm not sure that we should be playing that game so much because that that leads us to a lot of uh, a lot of bad places as far as you know wanting to have somebody else's uh, someone else's buy-in or or have somebody else that, that really likes your photos. Like it should be something you like, but in that system that they have, there are ways that you can contribute to the community, whether it is, you know, showing images through reels or learning a new skill, like uh, videography, or even, you know, doing a lot of stuff like I've done. And I've seen you done lately where you can share tips and general information about what makes photography so great. There's always a way for you to create content within the confines of the system um, 
I, I perfectly understand that, you know, a lot of people are jumping to other platforms and I think that's, you know, that is one way to do things. Um, especially if you're looking for the community of photography and if you think other, other platforms give a better community, I completely understand, but I don't know that it's, uh, you know, that we can ever tell Instagram or any other platform, you know, you need to bend to the will of the the people that were using it before, because these, these platforms are going to end up having to evolve, um, you know, their businesses at the end of the day. And as unfortunate as that is, um, that is, you know, that's the reality of the situation. Just, we have to try to find ways to adapt and to add our content in ways that we think is going to be, uh, going to be well-received and also is going to be something that we like. And by the way, these platforms are free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's another thing that's kind of missed on people. Um, and not even necessarily that they're free, but I mean, in general, the like Instagram is not just making a free platform to make it free. You know, they they had a game plan in mind and that the game plan, much of it is you share your content and a certain amount of your information. And we crowdsource that to get more people onto our platform so we can sell ads. So they're going to, you know, Instagram's going to do what Instagram is going to do to make money and whatever makes financial sense. And even though it may not make sense to us and we as photographers may not like it, um, that is the platform that we're on. So if you want to stick on it, then and continue to have your, your stuff seen, you kind of have to shift to doing that. Or you can be a purist and just be fine with, uh, you know, your community being the people that see your photography and also you having the, uh, you know, having the enjoyment and seeing what you've made. I think one of the things you said was really interesting, and that's also learning how to do videography as well as your photography. What's that journey been like for you? Um, so for me, it's been, I don't want to say it's been a weird journey. It's a, a difficult journey because you would think that, you know, a a video is just a sequence of photos. So, oh, it should be simple, right? And, and it's not. There's a lot of things that change between that. I've uh, I've done a lot of projects and done a lot of traveling where I'm supposed to be, uh, you know, where I'm doing videography and you just learn the concepts are different. Lighting is different. Uh, you're capturing things that are moving. Um, it's been an interesting journey. It's been a, uh, a learning experience, but it's been a fun one. Um, and I, I try to find ways and I'm trying to find ways to incorporate more of what I do um, with the photography aspect into that. Um, and a lot of that comes in the form of not only giving out information, but seeing if there's other ways for me to kind of document uh, the journeys I've taken, especially when it comes to, you know, doing travel photography and landscape photography. Um, you know, a lot of people don't see the things that we see or they don't go to the places we go. And at least through video, it's a good way to kind of show that off. Um, I know it kind of begs into the question of, well, some of these places you have, you know, it may it get more interest and more people may come to those places. And I think there's a way to do that responsibly. But I think it's also something where you can show people, you know, nature's out there and more people should get out into to nature and, and reap all the benefits there are and come with that. Yeah. And also podcasting is something that you've picked up. We were talking about it before we hit record on this podcasting is something that, um, you know, I think this will be episode like one fifty something, one sixty something. Why did you decide to go podcasting route? Um, 
peer pressure <laughs> from yeah. who from who call him out call him yeah, out. I, my friend uh rashid <laughs> he uh he's always telling me it's like Corey, you've got to make content you got to make content you got to put stuff out there um and you've got to share this knowledge that you have because you have a, a great wealth of information that other people will benefit from you need to share that with other people so he had me start a podcast i am still getting into the reins of it um i'm taking i'm taking notes from you quite honestly because i i'm listening to, to your podcast i was like how is he able to do this especially um especially when you don't have a guest and you're just having to speak directly in the mic that is what i found to be most difficult um but it, it's one of those things where i made a bunch of excuses on why i couldn't do it and eventually i got to the point where i just had to start and i'm I haven't even listened to the episodes I've recorded yet. Well, I think I've listened to a couple of them, but when I do, it's just cringy to hear my own voice and, you know, see that I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm not going anywhere, but I'm also, you know, hundred percent my, my worst critic. And I know that other people will find uh, enjoyment or find tips or they'll find uh, information that's going to be helpful to them. And that's really the reason I'm doing it is to, to help other people to find out how, uh, how nature can, or how nature and photography could potentially help them because it helped me. Um, it is more, more, uh, more travel based and more travel focused, but within that, you know, obviously photography is one of the main thing reasons that I travel. So that that's obviously a big part of it as well. What's the podcast name? How can we go and find it? It's called why wander. Um, right now I don't have it posted. It's, it's going to be coming up in a few weeks, but it'll, it'll be on, uh, It'll be at CoreyOverton.com, and uh, I'll also I'll try to make sure I, I get an announcement out on other platforms. It'll be as well because it's, it's not just going to be hosted only on my website. Hey, I just want to remind you, you can get a free course right now on LandscapePhotographyUniversity.com slash stream. After watching the course, you're going to know three important tips on how you can transform your photography and make your photos instantly better through composition. That's no money for the course, no money for gear, no money for travel. You can apply these tips right away. Again, that's LandscapePhotographyUniversity.com slash stream and start streaming that class right now. Let's get back to our talk with Corey. Now, you said the word content, um, something that I've been huge on the past two months, well, three, three four months, really. Time kind of merges together when you're doing so much. Um, but why branch out in forms of types of content, especially with photographers who are just getting started, just dipping their toes into the water in different platforms, different types of content. We've talked photo, we've talked uh, video content, we've talked audio content. Why do that? Um, I think for me, especially, it's important for me to kind of go and explore more of myself. I'm a big person that likes to have new experiences and challenge myself to do different things that I hadn't done before. And a big part of that is, you know, getting in front of a camera. Like normally I'm behind the camera. Normally I'm shooting uh, images, but, you know, getting more comfortable being in front of a camera helps me in a number of ways, um, you know, making myself more presentable, going and talking to other people. And then also having another method of being able to convey information because the only, um, 
like whenever I look at people's photography, usually the the way that I, I get the the best experience out of looking at a people's photography isn't even just looking at it on the phone. It may be going to their website or going into their, uh, you know, if they have a local art gallery in a town that I'm visiting. And that seems to be more of a lost art. I think there are additional ways that we can get uh, more content and more information out there. Um, and I think that a big part of that and a big part of people consuming more content is to, you know, dive into video, dive into podcasts and, at least get the information out there. Uh, a photo may say a thousand words, but a lot of times it's difficult for those, uh, for those 1000 words to be picked up by everybody. You don't really have that much of an issue whenever you're on video or whenever you're, you're able to, uh, you know, go through audio to do that. I think, yeah, I think you did a great job explaining that. I, I also, I want to add, if you're getting into it, it's a lot of work to remain consistent but mm -hmm. figure out a way to produce the content that backs up your promises. Um, and that could be promises to yourself or what you've said you're going to do. And also don't be afraid if it's not working to switch things up. Like, you know, it's, it's really hard to produce a podcast week after week after week. If you promise to do a weekly podcast, but you can also say, Hey, I'm going to do seasons this is going to be a season of 15 episodes and that way you have like half a year to produce 15 episodes or you do 15 episodes per year or something like that. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you could segment it up. How, how have you managed that balance for yourself? So uh, as far as the podcast, I kind of batch produce them into four episodes for the first season. Um, where it's just long form me talking about different experiences and travel, or particularly travel experiences um, from why do I travel to um, different trips I've taken. And I will probably end up doing it in seasons like that just because it's easy to have that. And then you can either, uh, you know, slow roll it out week by week, month by month, or you can put it all out at one time, kind of do the Netflix method. Um, with the videos that I do, I also try to batch those, but those ones have been, more difficult for me to do because I, I do, I don't fully script everything, but I like to have somewhat of an outline or a script to go by just so that I'm not rambling. Um, and then I've also tried to take down barriers. So right now I just moved into a, a new home uh, probably about six months ago, and I'm trying to go through and create different areas where I can kind of take away barriers to get started. So instead of me going and having to set up all the podcast equipment, well, I've got a basement. Maybe I can just set up a podcast studio down there or I can set up a filming set down there so that I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, let me go and set my camera up. Let me put my tripod in the right place. Let me make sure the lights get set up properly. Um, and also trying to create assets or at least make uh, digital assets like uh, lower thirds text on the on the images or, you know, trying to find an easy way where I can just put in the text, put it in, plug in the music, throw it out there. Um, so I, I think staying consistent is huge, but you have to find ways to find ways and make systems that help you to keep that consistency. Or like you said, you, you will find yourself in a, in a, in a way where you don't put something out consistently and you are not living up to the, to the original promises that you, you put out there just because you have so many barriers in the way of making that happen. 
Now you have a PDF on your website about road tripping tips that people can go and get. I want to, I want to highlight you and be able to allow you to tell people where to go to get that, um, and how they can get your information. So where can people go to find you, get your resources and get more involved with what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, the best way to find the PDF is going to go to, uh, is go to www.coreyoverton.com. That's uh, Corey, C-O-R-R-E-Y, Overton, O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Um, and you'll be greeted by a, a pop-up after a couple of seconds or after some scrolling. And essentially just provide your email address and it will lead you to the to the download link where you can download that PDF. It's just, it's Road Trip Essentials. It's uh, essentially a primer to road tripping and giving some people... Uh, a few items that I always make sure that I have when I go on any road trip. Um, it's another part of what we were talking about where the getting started aspect can be difficult, but even if you get started and you're not informed, you may find yourself in a situation where you're stuck in them in a mountain in Colorado and you're having to rely on somebody else for jumper cables when there's nobody 20 miles around. Um, you know, trying, trying to help people out so that they don't fall into the same pitfalls I do because, um, you know, as much as I talk about road tripping is fun and exciting, and it, it's definitely all those, we we do have to be honest and say that there are some potential downfalls if you're not prepared. So, um, you know, j- just head over to my website and there'll be a greet up pop up, like I'm saying, uh, just you can download that, take a look over, and I'm hoping to produce more things like that. Well, he's Corey Overton. Corey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your tips with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, David. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation that we had with Corey Overton the past two episodes. And if you didn't listen to the first episode and you only listened to this one, go ahead and go back and listen to that first episode too, because it's packed full of great tips for how you can travel and road trip and take photography at the same time. Now, I really hope you enjoyed this information. If you're not following Corey or if you're not subscribed to the Landscape Photography Show yet, go ahead and do both of those things. And please leave a review for the Landscape Photography Show on whatever platform you're streaming on. It helps us get the word out and help other photographers as well. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.